When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A GoFundMe campaign has been set up for a young Cork woman who fears she will die if she doesn't get inpatient treatment for an eating disorder. Lisa Murphy, who has been battling bulimia and anorexia for a number of years, joins me to share her story this morning. Good morning to you, Lisa. Hi, thanks so much for having me on. Well, listen, can I start by saying that I think you are incredibly brave in sharing your story. I know you you. in the past had been speaking with the the lovely Anne Murphy in the Echo and it had been done anonymously. But you've decided now to come forward and say, this is me, this is who, who I am. Do you feel at this stage, Lisa, you've no other option? Yeah, it's it's really at that point, you know, I, I kind of, really hit breaking point in uh, March of this year um, after I attempted attempted suicide. And, um, you know, at that point, like obviously my friends and family were very concerned, um, which is w- what led to my cousin posting the anonymous kind of account of a typical day. Um, and at the time, you know, they were asking me, like, why not do you go fund me and, you know, we'll, we'll get you the money and things. But I just didn't feel really, I, d- I didn't have the courage at that point to kind of put my face and name out there um so I said I'd hang on and like in the hopes that putting it out there anonymously would lead to to something but even though everyone was so supportive and I received lots of lovely messages and stuff it just didn't really do anything um so now I feel I've no choice but to actually come out and say you know this is actually me and this is who I am and these are the, the things I'm doing and this is how bad it's after getting and that piece that you, you spoke about, I, I read it yesterday of what a, a typical day is like for you. And of course, you're speaking really, um, anyone who's suffering from bulimia or anorexia, your typical day is typical of so many other sufferers. You're yeah. not you're not unique in this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things about this illness is that it, it it's terribly lonely. You know, you spend an awful lot of time in your own, on your own, and when you're even with other people, you're very much caught up in your own world, which we all are to a certain extent. But um, I suppose the things that I would do are not unlike what somebody else with this illness would do. But it, it, it's so lonely that you know you kind of feel like you're the only one, really. Sometimes, um, so yeah, I've received an awful lot of messages from other people who have this um, illness, just saying you know that they totally identify and just basically saying like thanks and that the more of us speak out the, the better you know and I suppose I'm coming off the back of an awful lot of people over the last few years coming out telling their stories and they gave me 
courage as well, you know, so it kind of, um, we'd all kind of support each other in that sense. Well, I think the more we can shine a spotlight on illnesses like this, the more then that the powers that be might step up, step up yeah. and realise we have a big problem in this country with eating disorders and then we don't have the necessary treatments that are yeah. available. I mean, people, I think, will be shocked to hear there are only three inpatient beds for eating yeah. disorder, for not just for Cork. This is for the entire country and all yeah. of them are based in, in Dublin. Yeah. You need one of those beds and not a hope of getting yeah. it. Yeah, I've been assured definitively from my consultant and other consultants over the years that I, I won't be getting one. Um, which, you know, at this point, I suppose in March, I just lost all of hope and just decided it, it wasn't worth trying anymore. Um and since then, you know, people have really rallied around me. I'm very lucky with the support that I have. And, you know, that's just giving given me a bit of, I suppose, motivation just to try again, just to try once more. And um, more than ever before, really, I've, I've, ne- I've never done something as drastic as this. So um, it, it really is kind of a last-ditch attempt just to get the support that I, or the care that I need. Because um, I've been asking for an inpatient bed for years Um and it, it just hasn't happened, unfortunately. Um, and, and, and I mean, I don't want to go, go back and talk to you about what happened in March or anything, but I'm just wondering what brought you to that, to go that low in March? Would, did, mm-hmm. did the pandemic and lockdowns, did the, all of that play yeah. into that? Absolutely. I think, you know, I, I've, I've been very open in that. I, I, I can't, we'll say, say the pandemic caused anything that I was, um, struggling with but it, it brought it to a level that I just um, it was I, I was the most terrified I've ever been just because you know I was spending most of the 24 hours in a day on my own in my room um, you know I was able to do things that I otherwise wouldn't be able to do because it, it was so kind of such a lonely time for everybody and I was so isolated um, and it just brought me to a point that I was just um I'd absolutely no hope really. I I couldn't see a way out of it no matter what way I thought. And then um, you know, over that period of time last winter I I was in any I'd say about at least seven or eight times and I think the more you ask for help, um and the more the answer is no, it kind of just erodes another layer of hope every time. So the more I was, I was ending up in any begging them for help. Like sometimes I was brought up, and other times I, I just went off myself because I was just terrified of what I was going to do to myself. Um, and I'd be asking them for help. I'd be in the waiting room for anywhere kind of from five, six, seven, eight, nine hours, and um, then you basically just speak to the the on call psychiatrist, um, tell them what's going on. I'd usually again beg them at that point to to help me to do something and then um, they usually just sent me away with a piece of paper called a care plan that tells me to meditate and breathe when I get overwhelmed and to come back to AD if I need help. Um, so I kept going back and every time there was another, you know, sorry, we can't really do much other than give you this piece of paper because you're already on a waiting list and we can't we can't speed up that process. It just I got lower and lower every time I just had to walk out of there really not feeling any support. And the last time I ended up in A&E in March, I, same thing happened. 
and I left and something just flipped in my head kind of a switch I just thought I can't keep asking for help and, and not get it and I honestly the at that point the right thing felt to just end it that's the only way I can put it it was um, I was kind of at peace with it at that point I was saying this, this is how it's going to end because I just can't keep going um, you know I my friends and family would say thankfully it didn't work um, and I suppose at that point as well you know I've been up in Dublin they're all in Cork and I'd really isolated myself from them I wasn't on to them I hadn't been really talking to them that much I really cut them out but they thought I was fine they thought social oh, Lisa's up in Dublin she's doing grand and um, that really wasn't the case and I think after everything happened in March they just absolutely rallied around me I can't even explain the type. I just felt like they just kind of wrapped me in a blanket and it's obviously what I needed at the time because I'd been um, isolating myself from everyone and since then I suppose it's just been a case of just trying to think through what I'm going to do um, whether something this drastic is is the only option and ultimately I came to the, the decision that it is it's the only option left really well, I, I, th- I think I love the, because uh, it's your family and your friends, everybody gets affected by an eating disorder. I mean, obviously yeah. the person going through it is the main one, but the ripple effects. And I think the way your family and friends have rallied around you just shows how special and how loved you are. They, I'm, I'm honestly blown away by them. I, uh, I'm kind of nearly... I'm feeling a bit guilty because I'm like, how am I ever going to actually thank them for what they've done? Um, because they're they're very special people, and I'm I'm very aware. You know, I talk about how much my eating disorder, you know, makes me feel extremely lonely, and it does, and it's a very lonely existence. But there are other people in the same position as me who don't have a support network that I do, and even though I don't lean on them as nearly half as much as I should when I'm when I'm really unwell. I still know they're there, and sometimes that is comforting. Even even if I'm not onto them, if if I'm cutting them out, if I'm trying to isolate from them, I know they're there, and and that is that's something that not a lot of people have. Yeah, yeah, you you are truly blessed, and you'll be able to thank them by getting better and leading your best life, and yeah. and, and that's exactly what what you will do. I, I want to refer back to something you mentioned that piece that was put up anonymously online, and it's now if anybody yeah. goes to your GoFundMe page, they can click on a link uh, to read a typical day in the life of uh, Lisa. And and I would advise people it's it's a really really tough read. Bulimia, I mean, anorexia is dreadful, but the binge eating and the bulimia Mm. and, you know, this constant, you know, eating huge amount of foods and then forcing yourself to get sick Mm. and then the amount of laxatives. Oh, what are you doing to your little body, Lisa? Yeah, I mean, I think for a long time, I, you know, especially kind of my early to mid 20s, I was getting away with it. You know, I was young, I was, but I'm 31 now and this year in particular for about the past year I have just seen serious decline in in my body just it's not what it used to be um it's you know before I would just kind of buck up and you know get on with it and but sometimes I'm just so it's I'm so tired physically that I just can't even do half the things that I used to be able to do anymore you know I don't um get periods I, you know, the laxatives, I, I, I take an awful lot of laxatives and 
eight out of ten times now they don't even work anymore. So, you know, my digestive system is, is totally out of whack and my teeth are absolutely destroyed. Like, they look fine if I was to smile, but um, a lot of them are cracked and broken in the back and I have loads of cavities and things. Um, and I, I, for me, I think the the most severe thing is when I've binged and, like, I can't stress the amount of food that I put into my body in one go. Um, I'll never just eat a normal portion. It's, if I'm eating it all, it has to be a, a huge amount of food. And my stomach, it gets so full. I, I gen- The pain is, is indescribable. And I'm kind of bent over um, trying to get to the toilet. I can't even stand up and I'm sweating. And I just honestly feel like I'm, I'm, I'm going to explode. Um, and it's just every time I do it, sometimes, you know, I, I get a bit upset and I'll actually be thinking like, what am I, what am I doing? I'm looking at my body, like, I'm uh, like looking down at it going, what am I doing to this? Like, you know, um, cause our bodies are the only thing that we have really. And so many people have physical illnesses and I'm kind of going, geez, you know, the guilt would come into it then, then there, you know, that like, were I not doing all these things, my body would be perfectly fine and healthy. Um, but I'm putting it through an awful lot. I just can't seem to be able to stop. And then there's like a self-loathing. The because you, you talk yeah. about the the names you call yourself. Yeah. And, and do you genuinely believe that about yourself? I do genuinely. Yeah. Oh, Lisa. You know, no matter what people kind of say to me, it's it's the, my only thoughts are that's not true. Um, I, I really, honestly, sometimes the the things I call myself, I, I'm. It, they're really horrible, but I just can't seem to stop. It's just this constant negative voice. Um, when I'm with people, all I'm telling myself is they don't want to be around you, you know, like this kind of stuff. And it's it's very over, overpowering. I can't seem to, to counteract it or tell it something different, you know. Um, and in particular, I think, you know, I look at my clothes size and it's very small, the size of my clothes, but then I'm there calling myself like, you're a fat, disgusting, this, that and the other. And and you're um, a tiny little petite thing, little, little Yeah, thing. I'm very, yeah. like, you know, objectively, I know, like, I'm 5'1 and, uh, like, I'm very small and petite. You know, I'd be in kind of extra small clothes. Um, But I just, yeah, it's just relentless, really, this, this idea yeah. that I'm just this. You look in a mirror and see something completely different. And another thing that I think people, I certainly hadn't thought about it, when you're suffering from bulimia and the binge eating, Mm -hmm. is the amount of money that you spend on food completely different to, say, somebody who's anorexic? It is, honestly, I can't fathom the, like, when I actually think the amount of money over the last 10 years that I've spent, I, I, I have to stop thinking about it because I get so overwhelmed. You know, I'm looking at my friends there. They're all getting mortgages. They all have savings. I I literally rob food now because I've I've no money. I um borrow money off friends a lot. You know, if like when the girls if they want to go for a drink or whatever, like they're so good. They all they just buy me you know drinks because they know the situation. You know, and um, you know, I I've borrowed money off family. That is so much. I honestly don't know how I'm going to actually pay pay them back um credit union loan like it's just um the amount of money i go through is 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 honestly shocking like i i've i've there was a day there last week it was well over 400 euro i spent in one day on food like and how long would that have lasted 
um, how, um, what Four, do you mean, sir? Like 400 euro worth of food, mm-hmm. would that have lasted you a week? No, no, that was the one day. And you consumed 400 euro worth of food in a day? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it goes on, you don't even get peace at night when you when you go to bed and go to sleep. You can wake in the middle of the night with this urge yeah. to eat. So unless I'm kind of very much in the, like, anorexia mode, we'll say, um, when the when the bulimia is strongest, I'll wake up and it is literally a case of, it, it, I can't, the only way I can describe it is that I'm doing, I'll, I'll sit up, I'll get out of the bed and go into the kitchen and I'll come back into my room and I'll eat and I'll go to the toilet and get sick and I'll, I'll carry on. But my brain is saying to me, like, please don't do this, please stop. Like, you know, just stop, please, please, please. And I'm, I'm actually begging myself to stop, but it's it's almost as if, like, there's something else just totally taking over my body and I'm walking back to the kitchen and I'm I'm literally crying. I'm just like, I really don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do it. and But I just do it. It's it's really, honestly, the most bizarre um, feeling. I can't, do, I can't really... I thought it. the statement that you made in the, you know, the description of, of what a typical day is like for you, the most accurate way to describe the compulsion to binge eat is that it is as strong as the need to breathe. That's that quite, is that's the only way I can kind of re- relay or portray um, how strong it is. It just comes over me. And I'd be shaking, like, with the compulsion. It, it makes me shake sometimes. I'm so frantic and my heart would be going ninety. It's just this really overwhelming feeling that I have to get more food into me. And if I don't, I'll just die. That's the only way I can describe it. So when I run out of food here and if I run out of money, or if it's in the middle of the night and there's no shops open, like I'll end up just um, going into my housemate's cupboards, like or looking around, seeing if there's any leftovers uh, in the bin. Like you know, it's it's just, in the bin. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just um, you've eaten out of a bin. Yeah, and off the floor. Um, it, I've eaten food that's days old, like that. God help you. God. Okay, to look to the positive then, uh, Lisa. And uh, there, okay, it's there is somewhere privately Mm -hmm. you can go. uh, Have you? Is that's here in Ireland? Is it? Yeah, it is. So my friends were um, good enough to get in touch with one of the private. private, So they looked into a lot of them, and my family did as well. And there was one in particular that just seemed. Um, brilliant really and I've heard great things about it um, so my friends made contact with them and arranged for um, us to go out there last Saturday so um, we went out and I met the staff and they showed me around and uh, they've assured me that I will get a, um, a place um, as soon as we raise the money and as soon as a bed becomes available um, that that I can have it so It's a, it's a 12 week residential is it? Is that it what is, I mean? yeah, yeah. And, and it, it's great. The cost, it and the, but it's oh, costly. Absolutely, yeah. 60,000 euro for the 12 weeks, um, which I suppose initially I was kind of going, Gee, how, how in the name of God is it that expensive? But actually when you go out and see the level of care that you get, you can see exactly why it's that expensive. It really is second to none. I've known people that have been in there and have literally said that the place saved their life. And... Um, I can see why it's so expensive. I am sad that I literally have to ask other people, like strangers, for money. 
um, it feels like I'm kind of begging a bit. You're not. You're not in any way. You're not in any way because we should have a public service. We should have more than three beds. There should be, you should have been gone into an inpatient public system ages ago, years ago. Because the one thing that really stands out with your story is, Lisa, you know what's wrong with you. You you yeah. know what this addiction is. You're desperate. You're yeah. absolutely desperate to get help. You've knocked yeah. on every door. You've begged everyone. And yeah. no one's listening to you. So you're you're not yeah. begging for money now. Absolutely yeah. no way. Yeah, thanks. Um, no, you're not, and and you and you've got to get that out of your out out of your head. And obviously, seeing the way the fund is going, I think is it up at something like forty thousand? Oh, I think like before I, before we came honestly, on air, which is which is terrific. Yeah. Is that giving you great comfort now? It is really, and it's the I suppose the messages that are coming in um, are like I. I, I can't even get emotional about it because I'm very much in like kind of nearly protection mode now. I'm just kind of going through the motions because it's also overwhelming. But like I'm reading some of the messages and I, I don't think my brain is actually processing this all yet. Like some of them, like people, people are getting in touch from my childhood that I literally haven't seen in 20 years. And just the level of support, I really, I can't actually comprehend it yet. Um, but it does, I suppose, one thing that I am noticing is that I've been living this secret life for so long and felt this kind of really just the depth of loneliness for so long that now actually that literally everyone knows. Initially I was terrified of that and now I'm actually, I feel actually a bit free because um, like there's no hiding anymore. Like every everybody knows now and there is, there is something kind of powerful in that. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you've managed to hold on to your job. You're working and everything. Yeah, so the job I'm in now, um, they're absolutely amazing people. I'm very lucky. Um, but, you know, I've had to leave jobs before, take sick leave. You know, I was in college. I did a three-year degree and it took me six years to do it. You know, I, so the I suppose I've achieved an awful lot and I'm very grateful for the opportunities I've been given. I suppose on paper, it looks like I'm flying by. But, you know, within that, like my, I, I had to take leave from work recently and um, then I went on part-time and stuff and they've just been so incredibly supportive. I'm so lucky with Brilliant. the story that I have. Brilliant. Um, yeah, they've been great. And and it's tough, I imagine, on your family, uh, Lisa, your parents in yeah. particular. Yeah. Um, so I- Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's my dad um, for the last few years before I moved to Dublin. And, you know, he said to me recently there... Um, I thought I was kind of living this life of disguise, but he was saying to me there that he used to just be sitting up at night listening to me going up and down the stairs and into the toilet and back downstairs and back into the toilet. And he just didn't know what to do. And, you know, he obviously was distraught there in March after the suicide attempt. Like, he drove up to Dublin in the middle of the night and I don't think I'll ever forget his face. Like, when I opened my eyes and saw him standing there and, um, you know, he's just saying to me, like, tell me what to do. I don't know what to do, you know. And he's, he seems, he feels very helpless. And, you know, my extended family are amazing as well. But they've said the same thing. You know, we just don't know how to help you. Like, help us, help you. Like, you know, and that's why the GoFundMe is all that. But, um, and my friends, you know, I've had very difficult conversations with my friends. Like, they're sitting there literally crying, saying to me, like, we don't want you to die. And we, we think you're going to die. We don't know what to do. Um, so, they... I think as as lucky as I am to have them, they're also a bit traumatized. I think from yeah, all they're this, they're you know? suffering as well, and and your yeah. dad, dads and their daughters, and you sound like your your daddy's little girl, and all the dads want to do is make it better. That's all That's he wants it. to do. He just yeah. wants to make it better. And uh, through this GoFundMe page, uh, Lisa, I have a real good feeling about this that you will you will get better. You'll go on to lead a happy and a healthy life and hopefully one day you'll just be able to look back on this and just uh, move forward. The GoFundMe page is Help Us help our friend Lisa if anybody can donate from as little or as much as you want to donate. Lisa, we'll stay in contact with you yeah. and we wish, wish you nothing but love and luck on this journey and hang in there. You're, you're a powerful, powerful woman and well done once again because you've been incredibly brave. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all the time you just gave me. It That's means a lot. Our, ple- our pleasure. Thanks for that, Lisa. Thanks. God bless. Bye bye. What a lovely lady. Uh, she'd break your heart, wouldn't she? I mean, uh, Lisa Murphy there. Uh, help us help our friend Lisa on the GoFundMe page if anybody would like to uh, help out. And obviously, I'm also very conscious that when we invited Lisa onto the programme that there will be people listening to this programme who are suffering from bulimia and our anorexia because for Lisa, she suffers from both and the, the binge eating uh, side of it. Uh, so I'm very conscious of people who are going through that and maybe hiding it, maybe not sharing it and maybe not being able to be as brave as Lisa has been. And just to remind those people that there is help available, uh, particularly from BodyWise. Uh, they're an amazing organisation who we've featured and had on the programme be- before. They have a Dublin number 01 2107906 that's 2107906 and you can also email their support service to alex at bodywise and it's body as in b-o-d-y and the wise is w-h-y-s bodywise.ie 
Cork Today on C103. With Sean Cusack Insurance's Kinsale, now part of McCarthy Insurance Group. Want great advice? You know who to talk to. CMIG.ie. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.